Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part two of Priscilla Shire's message about being supernaturally equipped for your calling. Here is Priscilla. I want to hear well done, which means that my main priority can't be to please you. Your main priority cannot be to please me. Our priority collectively cannot be to garner the applause of people. Our interest has to be in garnering the applause of heaven. Because the day is coming sooner than you think when we're going to have to look at our Savior and give him an account. It has been about two months ago on July 24th that I celebrated, gosh, my 19th wedding anniversary. I was out celebrating with my husband doing what you do when you've been married for almost 20 years. We, we were at Home Goods just strolling around. <laughs> just enjoying an afternoon, you know, with no schedule. We'd had a little bit of dinner and then we just went and ran a few errands and just kind of walking around in... Um, in, in, in Home Goods, I was looking forward to the whole week. I had plans the next day with um, really my best friend, one of my best friends, my cousin, uh, Winter. We had plans. We were going to go to the movies together. She was going to drop her four girls off off at my house so that my three boys and the four girls, their cousins, they could all kind of hang out and be together. We had a plan for the next day. It was just going to be a fun week. So I was strolling through Home Goods on the 24th, just enjoying my time with my man, and the phone rang, and I saw that um, Jonathan Pitts, Winter's husband, Jonathan Pitts, his name popped up on my phone, and because their last name is Pitts, we always kind of tease them about that. I always answer the phone, and I say, you're the Pitts. (laughs) So I answered the phone right there in an aisleway between the kitchen towels and the bath towels, and I said, you're the Pitts. What's up? And I just heard sobs, sobs. Jonathan could barely catch his breath. I had to calm him down. Jonathan, what is happening? Why are you crying? Of course, I was, I was startled just because of the intensity of the phone call as I heard this grown man wailing and wailing. Jonathan, what is going on? He said, she's not breathing. She's not breathing. I said, what are you talking about? Who's not breathing? He said, Winter, she's not breathing. I said, Jonathan, what's happening? Did you call an ambulance? Yes, they're on their way, but Priscilla, I don't think she's gonna make it. I've been doing CPR. Uh, It's only been two or three minutes since I've called them. They're on their way, but I I can't get her to respond to me. She's not breathing. I said, Jonathan, we're on our way. We jumped in the car. We were about 30 minutes from where the ambulance was taking her. I called on the way to talk to him. Uh, He was being driven in a car with some friends of ours that I had immediately go over. They were at our house, immediately had go over to take him. Um, We arrived at the hospital, and when I arrived at the hospital, I ran down the corridor, and another family member was standing outside of the room, already leaned up against the wall, and I said to her, is she breathing yet? And I knew that when Andrea looked back at me and shook her head no, That if it took me 30 minutes to get there, if she was not yet breathing, that means she probably wasn't going to breathe again. They let me in that little room to see my 38-year-old best friend and cousin with four small children, ages 13 and under, four girls. 
She went from being fine and planning a movie with me and a play date with the kids. One minute. The last message I have is from, from her is at 5 p.m. And at 6.15 p.m., God said, it's time. And she stepped out of history into eternity. And in a moment, she had to give an account. I want to say to all of you who are in the room that you do not know the day nor the hour. And that if because you're 35 or because you're 25, you think you're pretty young, so you have a whole lot of time ahead of you, would you listen to me and listen to me clearly? That you cannot judge whether or not you are old or young based on your birth date. It has to be judged based on your death date. Because if you're 25, but you only have till you're 36, you're pretty old. If you're 50, but you've got until you're 95, you're pretty young. <laughs> But for all of us, since we do not know when he will call us home, since we do not know when we'll have to look at our Savior in his face and give him an account, we better get busy living fully the adventure to which he has called us. And when these disciples came to Jesus, the reality is that he said to them, basically, well done. He acknowledged that they had exhausted themselves, fully engaged in the task at hand. Mark chapter 6 says that he recognized that they had done the thing, that they had been busy following hard after the assignment to which they had been called. They had done the thing. Would you look at the woman next to you and say, girl, do the thing. They had effective ministry. So I wondered really quickly, if you don't mind, I wondered if I could just take a rabbit trail for a second because I found in this story a recipe for effective ministry. I just want to open up a parenthesis here to tell anybody who's interested what the recipe is for effective ministry. Anybody interested? There's a recipe here. The recipe is in those first two verses. There are three ingredients to the recipe. It says, first ingredient, he called them. He called them. Oh, there are so many beautiful layers here in this first ingredient in the recipe. I love so much that God the Father, the glory of all of God Almighty, that he was willing to clothe himself, to encase himself in flesh. The purpose was so that the word, John writes, could become flesh and dwell among us so that we could behold his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. Jesus made it so that he condescended to humans so that when he spoke, the disciples could actually hear the voice of God the Father in the person of Jesus Christ. All that deity clothed in humanity so that he could meet us where we are. He made it so that humans could hear him. And what he did uh, in the first century is exactly what he does in this century through the person of the Holy Spirit. That just like they could hear the call of God on their life through Jesus Christ, you get the privilege to hear the call of God for your life through the person of the Holy Spirit. God calls, he convicts, he compels, he challenges. Throughout this conference, you're going to feel a ping in your gut. It will be the Holy Spirit saying, go. 
And here's the thing about, the whole, about these disciples. When they heard the call of Jesus, when Jesus said, you go out in pairs and authenticate who I am through the deeds that I'm giving you power and authority to carry out, when they heard the call of Jesus, there was no other earthly ambition that they had that superseded the calling of Jesus on their lives. When they heard the call of Jesus, they laid everything else down to pursue what it was that Jesus had asked them to do. May it never be that we have ambitions that are higher than the ambitions of God's calling for us. May we always be willing to lay down our nets, to leave behind prior ambitions, to do what it is that God's, God has called us to do. May his calling in your ears and in your heart be like fire shut up in your bones to where you can't not do what God has called you to do. Lord, forgive us when because of hubris or pride or arrogance, we have left your calling to pursue a calling that was never ours to pursue. Forgive us, Father, when we have tried to walk in shoes that were somebody else's shoes to wear. Forgive us, Father, when we try to walk down a lane that was never our lane to walk down. When he calls, accept and celebrate your calling. <clears throat> and then I love that when he called them, he didn't just jump to the third ingredient. He didn't call them and then send them. I love that before he sent them, the second ingredient in the recipe is that he gave them power. Come on, somebody say power. <laughs> and he gave them authority, which means they did not have to be afraid that they were not equipped for the calling. Because even if, as Miss Joyce taught us last night, they did not have the natural capacity to sustain them in the calling, he entrusted them supernaturally with the power and authority they would need to succeed in the assignment that he gave them. In other words, he does not call you because you are already equipped. He calls you, and then for those that will say, yes, sir, he will equip you with exactly what you need to sustain you in the calling that you have been given. Can I tell you that there is a very real enemy, and the enemy hopes you will go in your own power. He hopes that you will go in your own authority. He hopes you will think, and I will think, that we are gifted enough or talented enough or savvy enough or impressive enough. What he does not want is a woman who has chosen to rest not in her laurels, but in the power and the authority that has been trusted her by Almighty God. It is the anointing and the favor of God on your life that will sustain you in the calling to which you have been sent and called. It is his supernatural endowment, his entrusting of power and authority in you that will make you the mother that you're supposed to be, the wife that you're supposed to be, the single woman that you're supposed to be, the career woman that you're supposed to be, the entrepreneur that you're supposed to be, the woman in ministry that you're supposed to be. Whatever it is that he has called you to do, it, do he will give you exactly what you need to be victorious and successful in that task. It's not by power, and it's not by might. It is by the Spirit of God. And some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. (laughs) 
So he called them. There's the first ingredient. Then he entrusted them with power and authority. Oh, y'all, the power is there. Whether or not you choose to use it is up to you. And then third ingredient, he sent them. Listen, he's the one that did the sending. Resist the urge to send yourself. To do an assignment that it is not yet time for. Because just as important as your calling is itself, so too is the, is the timing in which that assignment is outworked in your life. Because if you give birth too soon to an assignment that it is not yet time for, you will abort the character that he was trying to build in you. You will abort the spiritual backbone, the maturity that was going to be necessary to sustain you in the assignment to which you have been called. Because listen, the spotlight that you may be craving, if that spotlight hits you and you have no character, that light will burn you to a crisp. So wait until God says go. Lord, make us patient enough to wait for the time and the season that you have called us to do what you have asked us to do. That was Priscilla Shire, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Priscilla Shire Going Beyond Ministries, Supernaturally Equipped for Your Calling. You can also find out more information about her at her ministry website, goingbeyond.com. I hope you have an amazing day today, and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.